Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Table Manners. I'm Jessie Ware and this is Pretty Highbrow Mum. The person that we've got today is fantastic. One of the greatest musicians out there. We have St Vincent, also known as Annie Clark. She's got a new record out called Daddy's Home. She's wearing a blonde wig at the moment, a little bob, which is suiting her. And her performance on SNL was wicked. And mum, she was on SNL with your fave. Who? Daniel. Dan Levy? No, oh, she's got a new fave, Daniel. Dan now. Levy? No, BAFTA award winning Daniel Kaluuya. Kaluuya, my Daniel. You're... My Daniel. <laughs> well, yeah, you When he Daniel. wins, I feel proud. I felt proud of him last night too. He's so handsome. He is very handsome. Wow, he knocks your socks off I when you see him. He is one of those people that everyone would like to marry. Yeah. Anyway, congratulations, Daniel. So we've got Annie Clark zooming in from, I presume, Los Angeles. That's where all the stars are, isn't it? Basically, we've got a mutual friend called Abigail who listens to this podcast religiously and lives in Los Angeles and also stars Annie. And so it was really funny because I text her saying, we've got St. Vincent on. Just give me the lowdown, like, are we going to get on? Because actually, I'm really excited about meeting Annie Clark. I've heard such great things about her from so many different people, from all different kind of walks of life. And Avi was like, you're going to love her. You're going to fall in love with her. And I spoke to somebody else today who said, I actually fell in love with her. So apparently, mum, by tomorrow, we'll be, be in, in love. Com- we'll be in love with St. Vincent. Okay. And apparently she just had a message from St. Vincent's management being like, so Jessie Ware, what's she like? So I feel like this is a bit of a blind date, but I'm ready to fall in love. Hi. Hi. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for doing a whole right setup um, on the old laptops. It's a pain in the ass, but we've got you. Where are you and how are you? I'm in my studio in Los Angeles and I'm uh-huh. I'm good. I think I'm pretty good. It's the morning there, right? It is the morning and things are like kind of like sort of life is happening again a little bit. Yeah. Like I'm mm. pretty busy again, which is has not been the case for, as we well know. I mean, we don't have to go through the rigmarole, but... You know, there's been nothing going on for a year. So. Where, where, whereabouts are you in LA? I'm in Laurel Canyon. Oh, I feel like wow. that like that suits you. I don't know you yet, but what I know of you, I feel like you and Joni Mitchell deserve to be just there, kind of <laughs> playing guitar riffs and singing over the hills. And is that what it's like, or am I imagining this? Yeah, Joni's actually Joni's in the live room now, just smoking, <laughs> just chain smoking. 
cigarillos. <laughs> I want to know if on a you just because th- what I know about Laurel Canyon is one restaurant. Pache. It's Pache. Okay, yes. Yeah. Is that your local and do you love it? Or is it kind of me just being enthralled by it and enchanted because it looks like it's kind of from the 70s and lava lamps? And, and- Jennifer went with Brad there. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, people, US, us, yeah, okay. us, we <laughs> But do, do you like it? I do. I love Pache. It's, it's been a minute since I've actually sat in the restaurant, as it were. But it's, yeah, I've had like really amazing dinners there and like there is always somebody there it's from the entertainment industry but I mean that's just LA isn't it right I mean I feel like on the on the west side yes because I'm like on the west side where it's this interesting thing where east side of LA is like skews a little younger like it's a little bit more not younger necessarily but you know LA like a little bit it's Mm. like that's the I don't know what Hoxton or something east side is and I'm in like I'm in a place where probably people's reference point is like slightly more Kardashian than like got it me. So I can I I'm on the west side. I, I never get like recognized or it's never it's never a thing. I don't know why I just offered that up. No, that's but not that's, your question. <laughs> no, but it's interesting because I think that you know you are huge. You are. I mean, look yeah, like. But she's got disguises, Jesse. Those wigs. <laughs> Are people allowed to know it's a wig? I don't know. You know what? It. I think people know it's a wig. Like it's. It's kind of intended. Like part of the design of it is that like, oh, it's a wig, and it's like sort of put on well, but it's there's like little bits of dark still showing through, as if I put it on myself in a, in haste. So, yeah, I do currently have dark hair underneath that blonde wig. Do you dye your hair? Well, see, that's the thing. I wanted to. Um, I wanted to be blonde for this because it's kind of hard for me to look anything but a little severe unless if I have um, dark hair. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I don't think so. You're gorgeous. Oh, thank, thank you. I yeah, thank you. But beautiful. but a, see, there's a seriousness to dark hair that I just didn't want on this go round. Yeah, I think that's I, that's it. That I'm so jealous that you've been able to go blonde. Like, you know, that's fun. It's like, you know, because I've, I, I mean, I've got dark hair, you know. You, you could go I, blonde. I'd have to do the wig. No. Because this hair would... You couldn't go blonde. I just feel like everyone should go blonde at some point in their life. And I feel quite jealous mm-hmm. um, and impressed that you have done that. And quite cleverly, you haven't ruined your hair in the process. Well, see, that's the thing. I did ruin my hair the last time I went blonde, which was you know what seven years ago or something so i was like i started off this album campaign uh like all blonde and like futuristic and then um halfway through it broke off and i got the worst haircut known to man like i got some kind of horrible mullet that i was rocking for the for the rest of the tour so anyway when i wanted to dye my hair again this time i was like i don't know if my hair can withstand it so i might as well just do do a wig until my hair can handle it. So Annie, I want to know about growing up. Where did you grow up? And who was around the dinner table? And what were you eating? Oh God, this is a really good question. (laughs) I grew up in Dallas. And around the dinner table would have been my mom and my stepdad and my two older sisters. And we would have been eating just like um, depression era ration food. Like, I don't know what we ate, but it was like, Everything was from a can. Why? You've got all that meat there, all those Wasn't it a lot of barbecue or not? Yeah. Oh, yes, sorry. Yes, it was either 
large sums of meat from a barbecue or it was and the sides were weird things from cans. I don't know why we really ate like we were on a crazy budge. Did you like the food or was it that your <laughs> mum couldn't cook or your stepdad like because I haven't you got a, a text like you've got a restaurant in the family well yes but that's my sister's husband so this is if you're okay. if you're asking what we ate growing up yeah I would yeah, say yeah, yeah. I would say with lots of love and appreciation to my mother and my stepfather who always kept mm. us fed you know we ate garbage. I mean, absolutely, <laughs> just garbage. I remember going. We would we went to Sam's Club one time, which is a place like Costco where you like can mm-hmm. buy things in bulk. Um, and I remember we it was very exciting. We got to get two things of like twenty four a twenty four packet of like Crunch Bars and Snickers bars. Yeah, You're, yeah. I know right. there's the British equivalent, but um, I think we plowed through both of those in like. Two days. Oh wow! Like we, I'm just we ate garbage. I have no idea how we survived. So moving on to this, because uh, I've <laughs> heard you've been you you did a stint as a waitress in your sister's husband's restaurant. Was it a mm-hmm. Mexican restaurant? Was it Tex-Mex? It's tacos. So it's like chef inspired okay. tacos, and he's like a chef who worked with Sean George and oh, worked right. at okay. all these like really amazing um, Thomas Keller, like really prestigious chefs around the US and he opened up his own taqueria in where I'm from in in Dallas yeah so it's like chef inspired tacos and that kind of stuff what's your favorite filling for a taco um he makes a really I don't eat tons of meat but he he makes a really great um like cauliflower kale taco I know that sounds a little Oh, don't get my mum started on kale. He'd have to be very inventive and clever. (laughs) She thinks kale is very, very bad. And she had this very strong conversation with Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber about how much they hated kale. So maybe we need to try this cauliflower taco with kale to change your mind. Okay. But I think they get better kale in the States. It's younger. Ours is hard work on our mouth. Ours is like what you'd give animals. Yeah. I actually think, I don't know where, I think it was a podcast I was listening to, but it was something about like, basically, kale is the result of this big marketing campaign. It's been like years of trying to slowly but surely introduce kale into like the larger uh, palette. And now people Mm -hmm. are all about kale, but I'm with you that no one really enjoys kale. You get kale because you're like, (laughs) I'm doing something healthy for myself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you're Unless right. Unless it's kale chips. Well, no, that's still a healthy version of a crisp. It? Let's be honest. Oh. I put mean, further the potato chips. I actually had kale today in my So what are you bowl, talking about? But it was like soft like spinach. They'd massaged it. Oh, yeah. it would need a Brazilian, I'm telling you, yeah. to, <laughs> to really be enjoyable. <laughs> so, so, Annie, are you, are you a good cook? Oh, God, no. No. <laughs> No, I said it so poetically. I, I kind no, of forgive you. No, I no, I'm not. I um, growing up, and I realize how strange this is now, or maybe it's not that strange. But you tell me. We would. My stepdad was, you know, grew up in an army family that was really poor, and so he was always like, "Well, what are we going to make?" Uh, he'd say stuff like, "Spinach is on the push bill," which means this is has gone bad or is about to go bad. Therefore, we need to eat it. So we would just put everything in like a crock pot and he called it schloop. And so we would, it was very, it was very like Willy Wonka sort of like 
stir in the laundry and eat it kind of thing. And do you have fond memories of that? <laughs> no. <laughs> No. Schloop doesn't sound that. Is that what you? It's, it's, it's Annie's schloop. It's Annie's meal, like to give to. If you're going to impress somebody, you're going to be like, "Hey, come over to mine for a bit of schloop." <laughs> Why schloop? The word. I, do, I don't know. Everything about it is. I mean, bless their hearts. So it's half soup and half. I like it. Sludgy, it's, it's got. I like. I like it. Soup, I, am, I can imagine what it is. It's a stew. It's a soup. It's a sh. It's a, a schloop. It's it's yeah. basically anything in the fridge that was about to go bad all gets put into one pot. Mm. So to get, I'm I'm saying that not to throw him under the bus because again, God bless, they kept shelter no. and food, you know, on the table. But no, I never learned to cook because I didn't grow up with people who could cook, and so my version, mm-hmm. if left to my own devices, like I will forage and eat like a like a squirrel like oh there's some nuts and some berries like I don't know how to I can barely take care of myself in that regard but I feel like well the thing is you have like you're a multi-instrumentalist yeah, right yeah like play a bunch of stuff yeah songwriter producer most incredible guitar like you do everything so I'll give it to you that you can't cook because I feel like all your your focus was in maybe into making great music that is seminal, excellent music. So I'll forgive you, Annie. Bless you. But if you were going to invite somebody round, would you just order in? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> it would be no treat. It would be no treat, like, come on over. I'll. I, here's a story. So around, I think it was probably 2015, um, Taylor Swift, who you might know. Uh, yeah, um, just, a, that, just yeah. a bit. She invited me over to teach me how to, like, cook a... A steak and asparagus and cauliflower, something like that. Like a here's a meal that you can make, and I don't. It's it's very sweet of her to have done that. Um, and I don't remember exactly why she. Why right, you, were why, I don't, you know, I don't remember if she experienced that I couldn't cook and thought I'm going to help this girl. I'm not really sure how it came about, but she brought me over and she like taught me how to do the thing. So I thought. <laughs> so flash forward. A couple months later, I'm at my Laurel Canyon mm. studio. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have a couple friends over make this meal that Taylor showed me how to make. <laughs> and my friends still <laughs> mock me for it to this day. <laughs> it was, an, a, I serve them basically raw, crusty cauliflower and um, hockey puck steaks and I, I mean they're and, and these are people who one know how to, they're in the hospitality industry they know how to cook they know how to eat they know how to like you know just people know how to like here come over and there's candles lit and there's all this things that make an experience wonderful yeah I didn't do any, any of that shit and I made them terrible food and they still mock me for it to this day did you have to order in that night or did you just laugh about it and drink um instead? we just we we drank and they were they actually, I think they saw my vulnerability of like, I'm going to cook for you that they didn't even mock me that night. They just sort of like pushed the food around. Oh. And then I found out, you know, I found out about a year later that they they had been mocking me and that now we laugh about it. So maybe you need to do like a residency in Taylor Swift's house just to like maybe, you know, or maybe she's shit at teaching someone how to cook. One thing Taylor <laughs> Swift is shit at, teaching St. Vincent how to cook. Okay, this is interesting. Yeah, it's breaking, breaking news. <laughs> what sort of food do you like the most? Besides your nuts and berries. <laughs> That's so you guys. Um, well, I want to come to your Shabbat and enjoy and do that. Oh, yeah. Come. Um, I, what do I like the best as far as food? Um, 
I like tacos. I like this is so boring. I like salads, but I don't like them dressed. Oh, I know. No, that's fine. But I thought the sexiest bit of the salad was the dressing. Not always, darling. I mean, not if you've got kale on. <laughs> I like. <laughs> what do I like? I don't know. I don't eat a. You like a? Dr- do you a like dry a chop salad or a cob salad? All of the above. I don't eat a lot of meat, but every once in a while, like every, I think like once a month. You know what I mean? I'll like have red meat that's really good. Will you eat fish? You don't like fish. I don't know what happened, but I just, I've reached a point where something about meat. Texas. Was it Texas? <laughs> Gross me. I think I, I think I hit my limit of eating, you know, multiple pork chops a week and was like, I think I can't eat meat anymore that much. Not, I'm not a vegetarian, but just... You just don't like it. Sometimes it grosses me out. I don't mean that in a in a judge. Sometimes yeah, no, I can't... I understand that. Like, I'm thinking yeah. about the actual... I need to know, seeing as you grew up in <sighs> Dallas, was your high school like Friday Night Lights? My high school was in a... It was in the suburbs of Dallas, so it was bigger, like a bigger town, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, mm-hmm. than, than Friday Night Lights. But basically, there was there is a million dollar plus like football stadium at my high school. Wow, a million dollars! It's such a yes. So is it associated with the university? Oh no! Oh no! No, they that's, just are obsessed with American football, right? That's just the pride of the of the community. Do girls play American football? You know what? I don't. I think that a couple. There have been a couple girls who played maybe high school and college football, but I do know that it was like a big to-do. It was a big, you know, kerfuffle. But I think they're allowed, but there's not there's not like separate female leagues for American football. Yeah. I wanted to know, like Annie, so, so there's the whole, because um, just kind of humor me, indulge me with this kind of Friday night lights kind of feeling because I basically yes. loved it. But I wanted to know like, with school, you know, were you always just in the music school or were you making music then? Were you were you playing? Were you studying more? I mean, what kind of kid were you? Like good question. Uh I was I was started playing guitar when I was twelve. And so okay. I was just, you know, obsessed with music. And luckily I had like three really good girlfriends who were all upset we were all obsessed with music and we were all kind of like secret ragtag misfits you know like we didn't we didn't we weren't like gonna get pushed into lockers or anything but we weren't there was just something a little little off about the four of us in in the best way they're still my best friends like we we go way back like that but um so we were all just like obsessed with music and movies and and culture in this way and that was really formative because i don't not that many people in dallas texas during that time were i mean most people were kind of like it could be said that it, there was like the preppy group and then the misfits and the all the athletes the jocks you know it's it yeah. was kind of like that yeah yeah um so i played bass in a metal band in eighth grade how old are you in eighth grade 14 so i played bass in that band but it wasn't really because i loved metal music um although i did you know i could totally get into it it was because um it was the only band that i knew of that was kind of happening and the only role that could be taken was bass because everybody wants to be the guitar player so it's like okay well if there's a role for bass 
I can buy a bass and figure out how to play bass. So I did that, which was fun. I mean, we played like school talent shows and stuff and, you know, that. Um, And then let's see. I tried out for pop vocal choir in eighth and ninth grade. Oh my God, I'd love to have been in a choir like that. That's amazing. What kind of songs were they singing? Well, did you get in? No, no, (gasps) I didn't make it. And, and. No, so I have two two older sisters. I hope they've apologized since. Well, now they will. He has since passed, but, you know. um, (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, No. uh, So my two older sisters were both in this pop vocal choir. And I tried out twice and did no, not make it. No, this is heartbreaking. Okay, and are either of them in music anymore? They are not. Well, hmm. Hmm. don't give up, kids. That's the lesson of this story. Exactly. Don't go to try for the pop choir. Don't mm-hmm. forget about the pop choir. Do we have got pop choirs here? No, but they sound they mean. They should do. Yeah, well, <laughs> screw them. They didn't have Annie Clark. I'm yeah. sorry, this is madness. Well, so did that know, kind of... How did that feel? Did that feel like real rejection? Or were you just like, right, well, I'll go and try something else. Were you just kind of just so determined? Well, here's the thing. So the pop choir was, it was, it was called Limited Edition. And it was probably like eight boys and eight girls. And they would, you know, stand up and do little awkward choreographed dances and sing the hits of like Anne Murray and Carole King or like, my boyfriend's back and I'm gonna get... Was it acapella-like what oh, film? Pitch Perfect. It was more... I think it was more like Glee because it was co-ed. And so I tried out in eighth grade, but I was like... I didn't really get the memo that like I should have sang Natalie Cole or something. Because I went and I sang Fleetwood Mac. Great choice. I sang Dreams. Dreams. Yeah. It's fabulous. That's a great choice. Thank you. Well, apparently not. But also I remember it being very, the way that you had to try out was it was after school and you have to try out in front of the whole school. So cruel. So cruel. So I just remember getting up there feeling like up until the moment that I got on stage, like, okay, this will be all right. And then getting up on stage and just being like, now here you go again. Just complete nerves. I mean, I guess I don't blame them for not choosing me. But but it's interesting because I mean I I I look at you as such a I mean like, fine you're not in eighth grade anymore yeah. fine yeah. <laughs> and you've won a Grammy you know you you're doing okay our kid but um it's interesting do you do you still get nervous and uh, and and please forgive me if I've got this wrong but usually I see you with your guitar mm-hmm. and that's like your I don't I I wonder whether it's kind of like your armor. And because, you know, your SNL performance and like with the new record, it, you know, you were doing choreography. It, I mean, it's so fabulous. Um, but do you still get nervous? And is there something about having that guitar to hold or, you know, that instrument that feels protected, like like protection? Or are you kind of, you, you just feel okay now? Um, I do still get nervous. But actually, playing guitar and singing takes... A lot of it's like the thing where you pat your head and rub your yeah. like s- stomach. So now I actually really like just singing. It's just so like I can give my whole body to singing. I mean, you like how do you do you still get nervous? What's your feeling? So, oh, ter- terrified. Yeah. I still get nervous, but weirdly, on this last record, I've kind of added choreography. Mm. And 
doing the choreography was a really wonderful way to kind of channel the nerves. It kind of like made me feel focused on something else. But I, I can imagine it's not mm-hmm. the same as playing the guitar. Because you have to think And more. I wondered whether that was the same with you, with the SNL stuff, you know, like performing the dancing and stuff. It kind of changes your love attention. It. I love it so much. I love organizing my body. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. Yeah, because you're exactly right. It 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 takes what could be like the kind of energy you have that can just kind of like be unfocused and weird. Yeah. And it just it gives you it, it gives you, yeah. yeah. Totally. I did. I, I the the first time I ever did choreography was with um I was touring with David Byrne and that the, the show we put together was like with like completely choreographed. And yeah. I was at first I was like, I don't know about this. Like I, I probably had some chip on my shoulder, like, I don't you know, oh, I don't know. I'm I just like to go with the moment or whatever, which like, no, I don't. I've never liked to go with the moment. Why <laughs> you're like le- you're learning from the best. If you're doing it with David Byrne, I mean like I know. It then takes it into a place of like a piece of art and it's kind of another world that yes. it's not like your backstreet boys are no. you know, doing you know, so uh, no, even though like, we love a backstreet boys choreography, but yeah. Yeah, no, that you're right. That's and, and David, um we worked with a choreographer named Annie B. Parson, who is I've worked with now since and I love her. Um but David is a great choreographer. I mean, just his he's really? a great dancer. Annie, when did you do SNL? I did it a week ago with Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel was one of our first people that we had on. He's a friend of mine. And my mum basically now thinks that <gasps> I feel he's, he's my son. son. Yeah. I'm so proud of him. Oh. He is a sensational actor. He is. And he seems like a, and lovely, a lovely person. person. He's yeah. very nice. Did yeah. you have fun? Is it as fun as everyone says SNL? It is fun. It's really, um, it is fun. It's it's hectic in a in a fun way. Because you're like, okay, and now the dress rehearsal and now this and, and they're calling it's so crazy because they will um do a dress rehearsal and then change which sketches they're doing before showtime sometimes like they're like they, everybody's on their toes and then add COVID into that and was, I've always kind of imagined it looks it just looks like the funnest kind of wildest Saturday night ever yeah so so you might you've traveled all around the world and you know probably spent quite a lot of time in London yes and I mean, where is your kind of food destination um, in the world? Um, I love Singapore, like just the street food Singapore. Ah. I ate Ray there once, which was delicious. Mm. Um, Japan. Yeah. I mean, can't be beat. No. Can't be beat. Although there was one time I was in Japan. Um, I was walking around Shibuya with, with my bandmate, my friend Toko, who's Japanese, who's from um, just outside of Tokyo. And we we walked into this place and it had like, it had a like a whale on its logo, but we thought, okay, well, that's whatever. And we go and Toko starts reading the menu in Japanese and she's like scanning through every, she's like, oh, this only serves whale. Ooh. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. I know that the lines of what animals you eat are so arbitrary, but I just was like, I don't know if I can eat whale. So we politely left. But <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I could do. Do you think you could do whale? You're kidding me. I can't do rabbit. I can't do any of those things. But I can't do a lot of I can't fish. do uni. And I know that it makes me not a proper sushi person, oh. but I can't do it. Well, you tried it. I've tried it and I just can't do it. We all nearly died when you ate and it. And I feel like no. it makes me a slight Philistine when 
I can't do it because I love Sushi Park and I love sushi. Oh, yeah, Sushi Park. It's very good. Oh, so good. How often have you been able to see your parents over the whole shenanigans with COVID? Quite a bit. In May, I drove to Dallas and I didn't get to see my mom, but I went to her house and like did a lot of home improvement. She was at a, a lake house in the country, you know, away from any grandkids or anything, unfortunately. But I went to her house and like did DIY renovation because <laughs> because you're a good daughter. Oh, you're good at DIY. I don't know about that. I, you know, yeah. it's Minchie. What, what, what were, you were you doing? Um, God, we went. What did we do? We went and repainted. We got rid of a lot of things. She's a little bit of a hoarder, and so, but not in a not in a like Burger King wrapper, mm-hmm. you know. Under, but more like sentimental things. Yes. So she gave me permission to kind of clear out some things. So did all that. Um, we wallpapered, we redid um, flooring. So, like, hold on, when did you write this record, then? Was it whilst you were, like, wallpapering? Did, like, you know, Daddy's Home come to you as you were, you know, putting the plasterboard up? I don't know. Um, well, did you go to New York to write this record? No, I. well, I, I started Daddy's Home probably um, in the fall of 2019, and okay. I was working on it with my friend Jack Antonoff and, and we did... Um, oh, I, I, I don't know him, but I know I'd like he's him. He's wonderful. You would love him. Did you write and co-produce it together? Yeah, it's... Um, oh, nice. Yeah, there are definitely a few songs on there that are that are co-writes okay. with him. Um, he's a real minch. Yeah, he looks like a little minch. Yeah, yeah, he is. So, okay, so you started that in 2019 with Jack. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of had, like, I knew that I wanted to do something that was, like, down and out downtown and, like, 70s, sleazy, that kind of vibe. Um, so we had about, I don't know, about half of the record kind of done and in a place. And then I just yeah. wrote the rest of it in quarantine. And, you know, and between the two of us, we can really play most of the instruments. So it was a lot of, like, doing that and sending, um, sending, I would, like, record the vocal parts for the background singers to do they would record them at their house and send it back to me like it was we got creative with it but I think it, it still manages to sound really like played in life do you think COVID made you more creative um I let certain things like marinate a little bit more speaking you know cooking show um <laughs> and yeah I definitely was able to like work on it step away from it come back to it see with kind of more vision what I really needed to do to it if that makes sense instead of like mm. just um barreling through on one thing which sometimes you can lose your you can be blinded by sight in that way hey it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters May 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. You're going to be sent off onto a desert island for at least six months. What would you eat before you left? Your last supper. I would have... Oh, my God. Um, You'll be able to get nuts and berries on the desert island, I think. Do you guys have solid answers for this? I mean, babe... You know, this is we yeah. change it every week. Okay. We change it every week. But I I can I can do it like this, but that's okay. You're forgiven if you can't. Okay, how about a um like a spicy vodka fusilli situation? Ooh. Ooh. Where are you getting that from? John and Vinny's? I knew you were gonna say that. Very good. Really good. Oh, have is you had Carbone's one? No, is it amazing? Carbone in New York. Oh, it's not in New York oh, now. It's in bloody LA. But it's not Fusilli. They don't do it for Fusilli, I don't think. I think they do So rigatoni. what do you do? How do you make a vodka? Very good. A vodka Fusilli. Well, Annie. Well, well first. Your, your dish that you learn to do. Well, first. What's in it? Is it tomato vodka. and vodka? I have no idea. It's bloody good though, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I'm just yeah. going to put some vodka in all of my things <laughs> from now on. Drink enough and you'll think anything's excellent by the time you eat it. Okay, so we're going John and Vinny's vodka, pasta, spicy, foosley. Good choice. Is that a main or a, or a starter? Oh, um, that's a starter because I... Okay. Let me think about this because the, the main would be... Um... <laughs> See, I... no, just say the salad, Danny. I know you want to say the salad. <laughs> I could say about 18 things. I'm spoilt for choice. <laughs> what... what... Um, what's what's it gonna be? Um, how about um? <laughs> She's not fast. No. A martini. Okay, yeah, love that. Okay, dirty <laughs> martini. How about a dirty vodka martini? We're just doubling down on the vodka. Oh my okay. God, <laughs> Annie, do you want to tell us yeah. something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so now, okay, this is fantastic and kind of yeah. goes with the daddy's home world. I feel like this is working for the dirty martini mm. being your main course. That's the Fine. main course. Love that. Pud, dessert rather. Oh, I know. Yeah. Bread pudding. Oh, bread and butter pudding. Is that what it's called? Bread pudding. No, the, it's a different thing. What's bread pudding? I don't I know, know what bread pudding it. is. Bread pudding is like, bread and it seems to be sweetened with something and raisins where have oh, you t- had it have you have you had it in yeah, England it's bread and butter pudding oh bread and butter yes it's Great. bread basically bread sugar cream milk cream and raisins and raisins but we don't use raisins so what we do and you butter the bread you can it's bread and butter pudding so we do it with panettone you know the Italian or you can do it with brioche or hot cross buns or things, oh. yeah. So where have you tried a bread and, a bread pudding or bread and butter pudding? Was it in the UK? Of course it was. Yes. 
I've definitely had it in the UK. I just realized what I told you I would eat was basically like starch two ways. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. That's okay. <laughs> it's like starch with cream in a sweet way, starch with cream in a uh, in a savory way. But it's the best way to very burn. delicious. Yeah, you guys are so sweet. You're yes. so kind. Very delicious. Yeah. And then I don't know. Drink of choice. Are we going to stop? With are we gonna because you've kind of chosen your dulce martini as the main, you are allowed a drink of choice on top of that. Are you gonna change your drink or are you just going straight body martinis? I mean, if I'm going away for two, I'd say two two martinis and I'm I'll be really okay singing with the birds. Great, I knew I loved this girl because I, vodka martini is like dirty, filthy is my thing. My sister love. taught me about that at Sunset Tower. She was like, ask for it filthy. <gasps> They're very I good, love dirty the martinis. Tower. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me I too. love the martini at the tower. Maybe when I get to meet you, hopefully in real life, that's what we're going to do. A meal at oh, the I tower. would love it. And I'm going to borrow one of your wigs and jobs are good in. <laughs> uh, Wait, Jesse, I only have one wig. Oh. I'm not made of money over here. I've just got the one wig. Oh, hold on. I, I was imagining your Moira we'll from Shit's Creek. Yeah, we'll, the uh, wig wall. Oh, no. No, I'll bring you a wig. That will be my offering to you. Um, oh, my God. Now you're going to get all your fans sending you wigs. You oh, know she gets wigs thrown at her on stage. I once said, oh, I'm a bit hungry. I need some Marmite. I'm a bit homesick. I got fucking so much Marmite on tour. It was Seriously? very sweet. So maybe don't say you've only got a one wig because everyone's going to be sending wigs to you. Oh, my God. Do you think everyone's going to come to your gigs with blonde wigs on oh my god this could be kind of fabulous mm. or maybe not i don't know and then you can use them all you know no, it, it would be amazing sustainability you know leave them i don't know anyway um so um <laughs> karaoke tune do you like karaoke that is really my question sorry Mom, you do it you, you do don't it like karaoke. i hate it go you go do you like karaoke jesse i feel like we might have similar thoughts on karaoke karaoke if you can actually really sing and do karaoke, you're just showing off. Yeah. Sit down. Give somebody else a try. Right? Yeah. Like it's karaoke well, for people it at who... my birthday. Well, karaoke is sort of for people who really can't sing but have... Who love to perform, you know, yeah. or it's like a, they can make it very entertaining. Uh, it makes me kind of gives gives me like the heebie-jeebies, really, um, singing karaoke. I forced her to sing yes. a Whitney Houston song at I, Club Med Yeah, once. and it really ruined my life, to be honest. It um, did not, uh, Well, it did. She went, you want to be a singer? Get up there, sing, sing. I want to dance to Sing, Louise. I was like, oh, God, <laughs> in Turkey. Jessie, I'm like, oh, oh, my God. God. It was... No, it was very stressful. It was not the way to, you know, nurture my talent. Anyway, oh my God, I love um, you. So, okay, so you're just not a karaoke girl, but if you were going to do it, would you do the thing that a lot of the singers do? They choose a rap song. Um, yeah, I could probably do that. I could probably do that. Um, I think that there have been a couple occasions when I got coerced into karaoke where I picked a song where that I thought I knew the words to. And then really didn't like I well, I remember being in Osaka and I picked that Taylor Swift song Love Story, yes. which I thought I knew the words to. And I realized midway through singing, I neither know the words nor the melody to this song. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I love the song. I can't I have no idea how it goes. And is it that one? <laughs> Is that it? I don't. I don't. No, it's um, I don't know. No, 
It's the one that's See, like, I don't know it either. It's from, like, when she was, like, 18. It's like, oh. Romeo, take me somewhere we can be alone. I'll be something all of you. Yeah, I mean, she does write a hook, that girl. Yeah, she knows Absolutely. how to write a hook. Um, yeah. Annie, what a pleasure to chat to you. Thank you. And you people guys. People wrong about uh, saying that people fall in love with you. I understand this. I'm now in love with you. I really want to meet you. I really want to have a, a dirty martini with you. Please. And some carbs on the side. <laughs> and um, and good luck. L- listen, good luck with the record. It's so exciting to see what you do every time. Yeah, we'd like to have a meal with you. And we will, and we will cook. We will cook oh, for you. Wonderful. When you're in London, oh, we will look in, after you. We're going you. to come to LA, maybe. Can I just ask maybe. one thing? Where did St. Vincent come from? Oh, Oh, it's um, it's a reference to a Nick Cave song. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever met him? Yes, I have actually at Pache. Beautiful. See, I love see. that. Did you eat with him? I did. There were a lot of people. Oh. It was like a it was like a thing for um, for Susie's brand, the Vampire's Wife. Vampire's Wife. And so Nick yeah, Nick, Nick was there as supportive husband and how did did you go up to him quite geekily and go well oh, 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 did you know that my or, or we did you play it super cool because I kind of imagine you play it really cool I I played it when in doubt I'm quiet oh. so I was mystique <laughs> something like that or uh <laughs> or didn't have the vodka martini in me yet to start chatting but he knows that's the reason I wonder if he does I'm, I'm sure he's probably been told it's at this point, yeah, it's a good name. I don't think you haven't collaborated with him, have you? No, I have not. I would like to. Yeah, that needs to happen. I think. Then. All right. Well, if you can um, give a little ring. Yeah. <laughs> St. Vincent, Annie Clark, thank you so much for coming thank on Table you, Manners thank you. Thank you and guys. choosing a martini as your main course. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't Christ. be more rock and roll, really. <laughs> Oh, Annie Clark, what a... She's she's lovely, isn't she, Mum? She's delightful. I mean, just there's something so um, classy about her, isn't there? Yeah, she's very classy. Big fan. Love her. The record's out now. Daddy's home. She's fantastic. And Mum needs to get over to LA and give her a good bloody main course. Give her a meal. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for listening, everyone. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. I'm sure you have. Take care. Lots of love. The music you've heard on Table Manners is by Peter Duffy and Pete Fraser. Table Manners is produced by Alice Williams.